What's your why? Think about this. If you're listening, what is your why? How have those limiting beliefs held you back? And what are you going to do about it? Welcome to the Talking Minds podcast. You know, life is a journey. My name's Marcus. My name is Mags. And together, we will discuss how the endpoint isn't the destination. We're going on a journey, Mags. Welcome to the Talking Minds podcast. Maggie, say hello. Hello. I have a new co-host on the Talking Minds podcast. Right, we're going to take you on a journey over, what, 10? We're going to do about 10 episodes of this, aren't we? And we thought that we'd start with why. Why are we doing this? Anyway, I'm gonna, yeah, it is a really good question. Why? It's like the fuzziest thing. So the reason why I like why is many years ago, I found this guy called Simon Sinek. And before I had my breakdown, before kind of my world imploded and the universe started to really kick my ass, which wasn't nice. I remember being in the doctors and logically I shouldn't have been there. Logically, I shouldn't have had a breakdown. And what I said was, excuse me for swearing, I said to the doctor, I don't want pills. I don't want to talk about it. I want to know why the fuck, why the fuck do I feel the way that I do, right? And that kind of started me on a mission. So I want to just read a quote. So anybody watching this on YouTube, because well, we've got a YouTube channel now, so pop over to YouTube. Um, but Simon Sinek said this, regardless of what we do in our lives, our why, our driving purpose, cause or belief, never changes so i'm going to start with three questions what's your why think about this if you're listening what is your why how have those limiting beliefs held you back and what are you going to do about it max over to you what's your why over to me well my why um is to make the world a better place however cliche that sounds uh but i think it starts with us uh once we start healing once we start working on ourselves we become better human beings by default Mm -hmm. and we look at the world differently and i think instead of looking at them i mean it's still a big picture but instead of looking at the um, i need to fix the world think about fixing yourself And then even if you help one other person and that other person helps one other person, there's going to be an effect um, that will just, you know, um, affect so many other people in a positive way. And I think the more we heal ourselves, the more we do the inner work, um, the better the world becomes. And my why really is to excite people about this work because I haven't been excited about doing inner work until I was forced to do the work like yourself. <laughs> yeah, you were, right. <laughs> yeah, you were in your rock bottom. I was in my rock bottom. Everyone's rock bottom looks differently, but we somehow need to hit it before we come to this aha moment that why don't I just work on myself and see if I can be better, think better, do better, um, not have the thoughts that are, you know, the ones that I don't really have, like, is there anything I can do about it? And I personally think now doing this work that we do not need to wait to hit the rock bottom. If we spread the message that it can be exciting, if people know uh, that you can just start today, just like that. You can just make a decision. I want to work on myself and go and do it. You don't need to wait for for your rock, rock bottom, in mm. my opinion. Do you know what? 
you said something there that I think is really important. I think the reason why most people don't know their why, and I think it's because the why is fuzzy. Because the what your why really is the impossible dream, isn't it? It's the thing that if you're going to live boldly, you've got to have a why that seems impossible. And because it's impossible, it's kind of fuzzy, which is probably why we concentrate on what we do and how we do it. But we don't really know. We don't really know who we are and why we are. And and I would 100% agree. Would you say that most people aren't willing to do the work because you can't know your why until you know yourself, right? Exactly. You cannot know your why until you start doing the work. That's that's just uh, a given because it's 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 bled, it's clouded, um, it's um, you know you you have all those limiting beliefs exactly like you just said, um, and those are holding you back. So you you can't have a bigger why if you driven by your limiting beliefs and if you don't even know your limiting beliefs so it's like this uh, you can't expect people to know their purpose to know their why i disagree with this i mean maybe not fully disagree but if i if you asked me about my why three years ago i would have no idea what to tell you Mm. i have no idea what to tell you i'll probably say something with my tie because i was doing this so i would be you know but this is just for me it's not the bigger why it was something for my development something that you know brought me excitement but it wasn't a bigger why because I wouldn't even see myself as someone that can help others get better I had to heal certain things within me to even um have that thought not be uncomfortable by this thought of me being of service to other and me actually being able to help on a bigger scale because mm. you don't see yourself worthy yeah, that kind of reminds me of, for those of you do, who don't know, there's a great book called The Chimp Paradox by a guy called Steve uh, Stephen Peters. And so there's like the part of you that is the real you, the one that wants to turn up. And then there's the, the chimp and that's your guardian, that's your protector. And that's really where your limiting beliefs come from. But the other thing is the computers. There's a computer that's programming. So all these limiting beliefs, they're not even yours. It's all bullshit. Would you agree, Max? It is. You can't get to yes. why because you can't get through the the chimp. You can't get through the the bodyguard who's looking at the computer, and you're just sat there going, "I really want to live an amazing life," but you've got all this shit. Yeah, and that's the most fascinating thing about limiting beliefs. Once you start looking into them, you realize that majority of them are not even yours, um, if not all of them. It's just something you either have been conditioned to believe, or something that. You know, some a lot of us uh, have been through either something traumatic or either something uncomfortable or people said something to us and then we just took it as a truth. Uh, and then we attached a story to it, how this makes us less than or, you know, because we didn't know those concepts of worthiness coming within ourselves that we don't need other people to give us validation but we can give Mm. it to ourselves all those beautiful things um come from the process of healing come from the process of unpacking the limiting beliefs and reframing them to something better and yeah i agree it's uh it's completely not ours they're the limiting beliefs it's like we just been fed them uh throughout our lives without even realizing yeah. And then we hold on to them subconsciously as well, again, without realizing. So we're not even sure 
Uh, we're not even aware that we're driven by so many. There were so many. It's not like I had one or two. There was like 50 that I had to get rid of. And some of them super easy to get rid of once you like just uh, realize what they are. Yeah. Because you know what? Absolutely. I was going to say, you, you picked up on something then that I think that another thing that stops people is that we know that that, that victim to hero journey, right? But one of the things that I've noticed working with clients and working with myself, and I know that you're going to agree with this, is that we often can focus on the big traumas. You know, it might be that you've had something abusive happen or like in my, in my case, it was when I got assaulted um, and it, it wasn't the assault, but that's what everybody went for. Oh, you must be feeling like that because you got assaulted. And that wasn't when I unpacked it, that wasn't what it is. And often it's not the big traumas that we need to heal because actually we can probably logically put those into a box and go, well, actually that is something that's the world would say that is a big trauma. It's pretty obvious that if that happened to you, that you that must be the reason, this way, yeah. right? But it's yeah. what I call the little T traumas, the little A abuses, those relationships with family, those relationships with yes. friends, those people who you connect to. And instead of why, what's come to me now, and we got it's a bit more woo-woo, but it's it's your sole purpose why you're here. Would you agree? The why yes, really is I your sole agree. purpose. I agree. And I was doing something today and it said your karma is your dharma, which yeah, is basically right? saying, yeah, which is basically saying that yeah, all the bad stuff that happens to you or happened to you, it's there on purpose. It's for you to learn the lesson that you came here to learn so that you can live the life on purpose and fulfill the purpose that you have been assigned even before you came here. Like if you believe in astrology, which I am very new to, but I'm absolutely fascinated how accurate it is uh, to my story and my purpose and everything that happened. I'm like, oh, how do they know? <laughs> and everything. Uh, so yes, I think it's all that the purpose that we hear will be drawn from your life experiences. Yeah. And usually it comes from the bad stuff because the biggest lessons that we learn come from the bad stuff. If you allow yourself to unpack what hurt you, what brought you pain, if you allow yourself to go there, explore it, express it, you will find the biggest uh, epiphanies, the the most truth about yourself. Yeah. And you will and, also uh, accept that it's not you. What happened to you is not you. I would I would say one of the biggest, one of the best books that I read, and it's just a little part of this book, uh, Neil Donald Walsh, Conversation with God. I don't know if you've read that book, but... I haven't read it. I heard of it. I haven't, I haven't read, read it. Read. But it, but it's he, he's basically talking to God and, and he's asking all these questions. You know, why is all this bad stuff happening? Why is all this happening? And why is all that happening? Which we do, right? Because our, our mind is, if our mind's there to keep us alive, which it is, it's always going to focus on the negative. Even though there's, there's, there is positive things in life, but our, our monkey mind, our logical mind focuses on that. And this really was an awakening for me. And it, it digs into what you've just said. And it's, how can you know love if you haven't known loss? How can you know success if you haven't known failure, right? So it's not necessarily bad. We we perceive the feeling as being bad because of our programming rather than it being bad or good. It's just a societal construct that's there yes. to keep us alive. And most people are coming from a place of fear rather than going, okay, 
that shit, what's the plan? What do we do? What can I do? And stop. And I tell her, I always tell a story to my clients. <laughs> it sounds really middle class, this. Um, but you're skiing down a ski slope and you go around the bend and there's a bank of trees in front of you. When I ask this question and I say, what's your, what's your plan? They'll go, stop. Why? Well, because I'll hit the trees. And then I say, but if you're focusing on the trees, you'll hit them. Why aren't you focusing on a path through the trees? On the little, yeah, what's in between. So it's, I'll just what go can I do what, rather than what, what can't end, I do? I'll be like, I'm just going to go between the trees. <laughs> yeah. But it's focusing on, in this moment, it's shit, it's gone wrong, but we focus on what we can't do rather than focusing on what's the micro move that I can make. And I think that's also the programming because no mm. one has taught us that if there's a problem, like even when I first started working, I remember one of my first bosses was, don't come to me with a problem, come to me with a solution. solution. And I was like so annoyed and I was like, well, there's a problem. I don't know, like I want you, but it's because I was never used to that kind of questioning um if there's a problem we complain about the problem that's what i was familiar that's what i've grew mm. up hearing and and people doing so you know i didn't think outside a box uh i had to teach myself i had to train myself to have that kind of now i'm i'm also the person that will tell you to come to me with a problem come to me with a solution because i know that when there is a problem there's always a solution uh, I just need to think hard or just think creatively to find it. Uh, the bigger the problem, maybe it's harder to get to the solution, but the solution is always there if you're willing to find it. If you're willing to give up in the first second of the problem appearing, then you're going to only think about the problem and then you're going to become a victim of your circumstance. But if you open your mind to the possibility of solving whatever it is that is in front of you, you will find the solution. Or a creative way to go around the problem. Whatever it is, you will be in a better place before you were. Yeah. If you just open your mind. I think that's just applies to so many things in life, not just, you know, work related stuff where I first heard it. Yeah. And I think this I think this digs into the power of a good coach. And and I'm I'm smiling for those people watching this on um a podcast, you won't see me smile. I'm smiling because I remember um for any of you who don't know, there's an amazing coach out there called Rich Living an absolute amazing you know he is the best in the game and i can't remember what the question was that i asked rich once and i asked him this question and he, this is all he said this is the power of a good coach he went marcus you're a coach somebody came to you with that problem what would, what you, would do? you say <laughs> i was like going, bastard how dare you do that he was so right he was so right you do it as well you did this to me many times you asked me the questions that are just the most annoying yeah. uh immediately when i hear it i was like well i'm asking you why are you all coming back to me with a question it's super annoying when you're not used to it now i entertain you with this <laughs> like I entertain myself because i know this is for you to open my mind so i know the reason behind you coming back to me with a question mm. when there is a need for you to come back to me with an answer you will do it as well so that's the trust that we have between mm. each other because mm. what well, we work together and we know the power of coaching as you just said but at the beginning uh i was definitely very upset uh, when people wouldn't give me what i want if I yeah. ask you a question, I want an answer. I don't want you to ask me a question with which I need to come up with an answer. 
But that actually is what coaching is about, right? We're not meant to just come and give uh, our clients the answer just that here is what well, you we need to do. we don't have it. We don't. We, we, we don't have it. You I, I, I can't have your answer, right? And yeah, and I think that this is, you know, if we look at the journey that we're on, you know, we can just go from A to B and follow the route. That's not living. So it's like, do you want to go on a motorway from A to B, or do you want to go on the back roads and then discover that restaurant that you never knew existed and you had the best bowl of pasta ever, or that you took that coast road and found this hidden cove or this beach with dolphins, you know, flying it. You, yeah, you, you never would have had if you'd gone off the beaten track. Yeah, the unexpected things are the ones that we cherish the most anyway, I'd say. So mm. it's it's nicer to go and find that out yourself than have it handed to you. And yeah. um, and anyway, in, in coaching, I would say if I give you the answer and you don't like it, you're not going to accept it. Because you're not ready. But if you find it out yourself, even if it's the same thing, you're going to look at it completely different because you will discover it. You will explore it within your mind and you will know deep down that it is true. But if mm. I'm going to tell you when you're not ready, because we as coaches, most often, many times we will know the destination the client will arrive at or the answer the client will um, arrive at. But we also don't want to give it to Ellie because sometimes we're not ready for this answer. We need to mm. like go set and um, discover some other things before we can accept the harsher truths. Because sometimes we discover a truth that we don't want to know uh, or we're not ready. And then, then you're just going to be like completely put off. It's like, oh no, I don't want to do this. This is too much. But if you slowly ease in yourself and just, you know, discover a little bit here, a little bit there, then that's that's why we like a nurture our call coaching is you know nourishing safe space to help you arrive at this uncomfortable many times decision that yeah. then you're gonna have to do something about because that's what the inner work is right like we're gonna arrive at the decision that we what we may not like because the limiting beliefs at the end of the day we don't like them if you no. admit to yourself that oh i believe my power is limited my worthiness is not there where i want it to be then it's uncomfortable you need to be honest with yourself and you need to then take some action to change it so if i wasn't ready for a certain limiting beliefs i will resist them which also happened yeah. i have been resisting a lot of things worthiness was one of them i was like resisting for a whole year um like I'm you know Marisa Peer talks about uh, not being good enough as one of the main three uh limiting beliefs that everyone in the world has and I was always like mm -hmm, nah that's not me that's not me it's absolutely not me like I have this accomplishment and I'm doing this and then that so I would find all those evidence against this belief because deep down probably <laughs> I knew that this is exactly one of my core limiting beliefs that I need to work around yeah. but I just wasn't ready so for a year, I resisted this idea until one day I did the RTT with uh, with one of her tapes and it just hit me so hard. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, right. But there's, um, <laughs> Oh, my God, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Um, uh, but now I understand yeah, there's what a, there's happened. A, there's, a, there's a comedian in the UK called Ramesh Ranganathan and he was on, on Stephen Butler's podcast, Diary of the CEO. And it was really funny something he said. He said, the moment I realised that the universe doesn't revolve around me, 
it was so much fucking easier. <laughs> and I agree with but that. It's true. It's true. As soon as, and, and the, the beautiful thing about um, inner work is that at the end of the day, you're going to realize that you're here to serve others. Mm. Whatever you're going to do, whatever your purpose is going to be, it's going to be in service of others. And that's kind of same as what you just said, or, or this guy said, that once you realize it's not just, your existence is not just for you. Mm. And it is becoming easier. Because... Can we unpack that? Can we unpack that? Because do you know what I think? I think that what you've just said is true. However, especially, and I don't like labels, but anybody who go, I'm an empath or I'm this. <laughs> I think we need to define service because I think that word service, whether that be from a coaching point of view, whether it be from a religious point of view, has been absolutely used as a weapon to enslave people a lot of people the slave trade has not gone it's just now we're mm. a slave to the market we're now a slave to governments we're now a slave we, we're all batteries in a system and i want to i think we should unpack what service is because i think service isn't which was my belief and a lot of people who are healers are like this. So people who, who are healers go, oh, I can't charge that much money. I must give away everything away for yes, free. Yes. And I think we need to, I'd love your thoughts. I'll give my thoughts, but I'd love to, I'd love to hear your thoughts on if you were to define what service is, because like 100, and people talk a lot about that. They talk about what service is, how you do service, but why? Why is service important and how would you define service so that you feel empowered and that energy moves around it's an interesting one this and mm. it's not taught we don't delve enough into kind of the definition or you, what is your definition of what service is um well i agree that at the beginning probably of my journey i I did have this limiting belief around service and giving and helping and that, you know, we shouldn't be charging if it's just helping others because there is this programming that we've been giving that if it's of service to others, mm. then it should be for free because you're just helping. Uh, but if you look in the, in, in the world and, you know, look at different businesses around the world, everything is based on service. One yeah. way or the other, I am helping you with something. So this is service. So if you just look at this as an exchange of um, energy, service, me energy, mm -hmm. exactly me helping you with a problem that you have. Um, so even if you look at it, I think probably in my um in my world, uh, looking from a perspective of a coach, I would see my service as me helping you with a problem that you have or with the um, whatever it is that you need solving or whatever it is that, that, that I, would, I would say that I can guide you or help you. This is my service to you. So mm. for me, it's unpacking your... Um, Unleashing your true potential, really. Yeah. That's what I am most focused on, on because I know that once you do inner work, once you start working on yourself, you will be excited about actually reaching your full potential. So my mm. ultimate goal is help you unleash your true potential. But to be there, you first need to do certain steps. Yeah. Before you can even deem yourself worthy to actually yeah. step into your power and do those things. So service in that way, to me, is just exchange of energy, exchange of the gifts. So mm. my gift is to see where you're struggling, where do you, where, what 
what do you need to kind of like bring awareness to and I can guide you to get there. And now I also understand because I did my work and I've used mentors and I've used coaches myself and that helped me overcome my limiting belief around not having money, not receiving money for services of coaching. Mm. Because only once I paid and started actually investing in mentoring and coaching, I saw the biggest changes. So this exchange of money had to happen for me to even give myself permission to actually invest and go all in. Because mm. until I've done it, until I've done things for free, it was still all like, oh, I'm dibbling, dabbling here, you know, doing a little bit, but I'm actually not making any progress. And, um, you know, uh, there's there's a lot of talk about this as well, that until you put your skin in the game, so you invest the money. Yeah. And uh, they even uh, recommend that you pay upfront for anything that you want to do, any coaching agreement or any course. It's best to uh, pay upfront rather than installments because the bigger amount of money you invest, the higher your commitment. Yeah, you're going to, and this, I would reflect that exactly. When I first started, it was, and it was, oh, I'm not worthy of doing this. And I've literally just put my prices up. And, and, and it's one of those things that you've got to sit into your own value. But let me ask you a question, because I'd be really interested on your take on this. So if we were going to look at that service and we were going to look for, let, let, let's look at it negatively first, even though I've got a Netflix subscription, right? People will pay $9.99, pay whatever they want for their Netflix subscription. They'll go to the shops and they'll pay for their food, right? There's an energy change of money in there, right? Tangible stuff. You go to the dentist, you pay for your dentist. Um, Even even if you were going to go to the doctors, in the UK it's different because we got the NHS. So I'm going to pull that out of the way. But we know that you've got to pay for those services. So even in the NHS, we pay for it through our taxes. So we don't pay for it straight away. Why do you think it is that we pay for stuff? So when we're looking at limiting beliefs, right? We are more than happy to exchange our energy, money, um, the stuff that doesn't serve us, shit food, Netflix, you know, I'm not going to get preachy on this, but why is it we don't do that for knowledge and information to empower ourselves to break free of the matrix? Because we're not used to, because it's not a common thing, because no one taught us to do it, because it wasn't common when we were growing up. So it's just another conditioning and programming that we've been... used to if i grew up in a society or in an environment that people would gladly have coaches and mentors i would be like that investing the money in me and my in my development but i haven't grown up in that that kind of environment i grew Mm up spending money on booze spending money on things to distract myself spending money on things that now i know were just a distraction mm. which you know consumerism like we could talk about it a lot but it's We've been things hypnotized. That us. exactly and we just followed because we didn't know any better but mm. now we can if we want to it's very easy to find out um other options that we have in today's world so we really live in a very good um era because yeah. we have access to all the information that we need and instead of being upset that we spent so many years on doing things that we didn't we, sh- we shouldn't have or we didn't have to or it's it's okay just accept it you didn't know any better this is part of your um 
lesson that you had to learn as well. So I'm all the wiser now because I've made those mistakes or because I've spent that much money or that much time on doing things that weren't really good for me. I'm not going to do them anymore because I've mm. learned my lesson. So if I haven't done it, if I haven't uh, drank for like 15 years of my life, maybe now I would be tempted to go and explore that world because mm. there's still a lot of people. There's always going to be still people doing the things that are not good for us. So the world, maybe one day everyone's going to be on this path of awakening and we're all going to be living in, in integrity and according to our values and it's just going to be common. But at the moment it isn't. So there's mm. always going to be temptation. There's always going to be different people doing different different things but it's up to you to decide what is good for you and what you want to do mm. and you can educate about yourself about it Isn't so it i think the reason people have trouble investing in themselves is because of the noise that surrounds it mm. and uh, but then ask yourself who you're asking those questions uh, because people that haven't done it yet if you want to invest in a coach don't ask your friend that never had a coach go and ask another coach that had a coach or someone that actually done it already yes. ask that opinion don't ask someone that never done it they're gonna just then come from a place of what they know even if they want the best for you they can still give you um not a great advice for you because they haven't walked that path yet so whatever it is that you want to do in your life 100%. go ask the person that have already done it they yeah. will give you the honest advice because they have tried it so if they worked with a coach that they didn't like they will tell you but then they will tell you just make sure you do the research so jump on the call discovery call find out how they are so you know you're vibing mm. for example yeah. But they're not going to tell you don't invest in a coach because it's not good for you. What but a person who's had a coach may yeah, say I that. Say, I was going to say, one of the tips that I would say is whether it's a therapist, whether it's a coach, whether whatever it is you're working on, I always give this tip. You want to be working with some. There's loads of coaches out there, therapists, doctors. It doesn't matter who it is. There's loads of people out there that have lots of information. They're really good at regurgitating information. They've done courses and they've regurgitated the information. The question that I would always ask any coach, any coach, my number one question is, before I make my decision to come and work with you, what are you working on at the moment? And how many coaches have you got? Because if your coach, your doctor, your therapist, your mechanic, who is their mentor? They don't need to tell you the name, clearly, but are they still doing the work? I can say, and I know you are, we are, because mm -hmm. the work is never done. We know that it goes through cycles. If you think you know it, and then all of a sudden something happens and you fucking- No, don't there's just going to be other things that you want to, yeah. but that's exciting. That's not to not to put off anyone uh, on doing this. It's just exciting and fascinating because to me, I like to compare inner work or any sort of personal development to a game. Like, you know, we used to play like in the 90s, I'm, I'm talking because when I played games, computer games, it was in the 90s, so a long time ago. But then, you you know, you would have those bosses that you have to, you know, go to another level and they were mm. always very difficult, but you weren't scared of them. You were excited to, you know, uh, go and, and fight that boss so you can go to another level. I see personal development this is the same kind of way. Yes. I need to finish this level before I can go to another one. So at some point, I'm going to face the obstacle like that boss that's going to make me really level up and face some stronger you know things overcome some things before i can come to another level yeah and but that's what... kind of 
Yeah. yeah, Ken Wilber talks a lot about that integral theory in 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 the fact that there's, there's different levels of access to consciousness. What what where the the actual end goal is consciousness, um, yeah. and if nobody knows about that, you won't because unless you've experienced it, it's something you can't learn. Yes, and that's and that is when you can access that and you go through those levels and you unpack all of this stuff. Um, and just going back to that coaching thing, I can't remember who it was. I can't remember what artist it was. Um, you'll know the story, but there's there's this famous artist who's sketching a, a sketch um, on a uh, piece of paper. It was Picasso, I think. Picasso, yeah, that was it. Yeah, and and he he throws the, throws it away, and and the person asks, "Can I have it?" And he says, "It's whatever, thirty thousand euros or something." Wouldn't have been, yeah, euros, yeah, yeah. Whatever it was, um, and he said, "Well, thirty thousand euros. It took you, you know, it took you ten seconds to draw that, and then you threw it away." And it was like, well, yeah, it might have taken me ten seconds, but it's taken me a whole lifetime to be able to get to that point. And, exactly. and that's what we don't take into account because we as people are, we're, we're narcissists. We're all narcissists. We're born as narcissists because babies expect that they will be given everything. And when we don't, we go, oh, fuck. And so it's it's like we, we have to grow up, right? And that, that wound is not us as adults. That wound is us as children. So you've got to do that inner child work. You've got to understand mm. that the way in which you're thinking, feeling and acting is not as you as an adult. And, and watch this. Another tip for people who are out there. If you've got somebody who loses their shit, say it's a bad boss or say it's a family member, right? Change your perspective and go, that's not them as an adult. It's their inner child that feels scared. Would you it's agree? Oh, the inner child. Like, yeah. We know now because we're familiar with the inner child, uh, even the concept, which mm. a few years ago I wasn't even aware of that concept. But uh, yeah, then I understood a lot of things on uh, what I did or other people around me did. Um, and, and you know, the, the world made <laughs> way more sense. But I think we're going to have another uh, chat on inner child and, and, and all yeah. that because it's a big topic anyway. It is. But I think, yeah, I think it's good to remember as well what we're doing is we're reaching levels of consciousness and mm -hmm. it's also i think important to know that we can't just jump to no. here you've got a micro move there. right micro i i think that's what a lot of people are doing and why they are failing um or just getting discouraged with the work and giving up completely because they expect to be here they see someone and they're like oh they're so aware or they're this and that so they already want to be here but they haven't even done, gone here so mm -hmm. then they're like, oh, it's not for me. Well, yeah. start doing it little bit by bit. And at some point, you're going to actually, you're going to feel like you've jumped across a few steps, the quantum leaps, right? So you're going to mm -hmm. feel like your shifts are much bigger because you're going to reach that certain level that it's going to, you know, uh, feel like you've actually progressed a lot. Mm -hmm. But depending, I think it's different for everyone. So it's hard to say it's going to take, two, you know, months or years or weeks because it depends on uh, how much you have to process. Yeah, we know um, the process, but we don't know when it's going to, when or why it's going to yeah. come across. Let me leave you, I want to leave you, well, not leave you, I want, I want to ask you this question. This really hit me hard and it made so much sense. So this was from the amazing Lisa Nichols. Mm -hmm. uh, and and Lisa, I was on a, a thing with Lisa Nichols and she said, I asked her this question and, and, and this was her answer and I loved this. And it actually ties into the way computers work and stuff. So she said this, she said, you've got to go 100% in to get 1% back. You do another 100% in to get 2% back. 
You got 100% in to get 4% back. So it's a doubles game. Even in finance, they talk about this as a doubles game. So it's a doubles mm. game. And it's perpetual motion. And so it's binary. So it's 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64, 128. So there yeah. is a pivot point where you've got to put more in than you get out. The universe is kind of testing you to make sure, are you ready? You have There's to There's always going to be a test. Yeah, you've got to go in the dark. To another level, be yeah. ready to have a test before you jump on that level. Yeah, because it goes, I've worked this. Okay, have you? You've done your it's mock It's annoying, yes, yeah. but <laughs> it always happens. And yeah. I'm always upset. And I mean, not anymore. Now I know it's a test to... So many times you're like, oh yeah, I've moved past it. Like I've cleared this belief or this inner child wound, and then something happens and you're really? like completely really you think you have have you that's what it looks like oh really <laughs> yeah and then I'm, I'm like oh, all of a sudden <laughs> so much and I'm like haven't I just bloody uh, you know sorted that out I thought I'd be healed here but no no Maggie that means you have a little more work there to do. So you've just so, done it now yeah. you've done what I do you go Okay, roll the eyes, right? Lean yeah. into it, let it go. Nah. Painful, but it's an, again, it's an inner child, so we talk about it another time. But yeah. anyway, I would say for everyone, uh, whatever you do with the work and whatever you hit, like the, hitting a, a place where you feel like you have done no progress, I think that's a normal path of the yes. uh, of the work as well. You're just gonna come to the point you're like, oh, everything that I've done, it's just it it looks like I, you know, it's for nothing because I just come. But you're just gonna have those days, and maybe that's just an indication that you need to do a little bit more work there. But it doesn't mean that none of those things that you did st stuck or brought any progress. It just means that one, you tested. And two, some things take a little bit longer. So yeah, and I think we should also. This comes back to the power of why. I think this yeah. this absolutely segues back to the power of why. If something isn't working, why? What is the Take lesson? Why. What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I repeating doing? Why am I repeating doing it? That's getting the same result. Because when we look to other people, when we look to courses, when we look to the TV, when we look to these gurus, oh, this is what they're doing and this is how they're doing it. Shit, I'm not getting a result. Why? It's nothing to do with the information. It's the application of the information within your environment. And people forget about that. And, and I, I went through this. I went through a real, I got pissed off. I got really pissed off when I looked at all of these people, whether it was Vision, whether it was Marissa Peer, whether it's Ajit, all those Mind Valley mentors. And I got really pissed off and I went, it's fucking all right for you. You've got money. You've got this. And I went through this whole kind of nah period. Victim. Victim <laughs> period, right? And, I, and I, but I, I, because I've done the work, I knew it. And I'm like, what is, what, what is it that I'm doing? How am I doing it? It seems fine. Wait a minute. Why is this happening? And it clicked. And the one thing that we don't talk about is our environment, whether that be an environment in our mind, whether it be, I remember when I jumped on CLC with Valley. I remember speaking to the guy. I've made my mind up. Didn't have the money, really. And, and he, he started telling me about the course. I said, I'm not interested. And he was like, what? I said, not interested. I don't even want to know what the co course content is. Mm. What I know is, is that when I started my journey with Mind Valley, when I broke, and that's how I found Marissa Peer, and then went on that journey, I, I basically said to myself, I need to get back into an environment where I'm vibrating around people who... So I didn't do it for the course content. I literally did it 
to be around people who are on the journey. Little would I know from doing CLC, from going on that, now I'm a chief life officer with Mindvalley. That was never even my expectation. You know, I yeah. on calls now directly with Vision and Agit. So I'm getting that opportunity, Amazing. you know, to learn directly from those guys. And what's been so important to me is, is to see that when they speak, you can still see that they're doing the work. There's still stuff going wrong. And it's it's so empowering to go, these people that you see them all shiny on Mind Valley and you see all the stuff that they're doing, but they're just humans. Exactly. And then you're focusing on this. Um, you you are the one that's putting them on the pedestal. Yeah. Then yeah. How do we start the journey? Because this is this is a ten series podcast. So let's leave this with with maybe some uh, some a couple of tips on how can people start their journey. So I, I'll go first. Let me let me have a think about this in regards to a tip. I think my biggest tip. Do you know what? I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna steal three tips from um, Vishen Lakani because because I think that this is something to ponder on. Three questions to ask yourself. So get a pen and piece of paper. Pause the podcast at this point, because these are three important questions that you can ask yourself in how you can start your journey. The first one, what do I want to experience in my life and why? Always end it with why. How do you want to grow in your life and why? And this is the biggie. This is the real why. How do you want to contribute in the world? And why? And I think those three questions are really powerful because we tend to look at the outside thing of, you know, money, success and fame. But why do you want that? Why do you want money? Why do you want success? How does that how does that do a bigger cause that that actually benefits humanity? So, yeah, that's yeah. what I would do before you even start your journey program before you program your your sat nav on your journey, think of those as three satellites. They're the three satellites that are going to go, this is where I am right now. And then ask yourself those questions on where do you want to navigate to on your journey rather than navigating on somebody else's? What do you think? What what, what, what would you Yeah, I would say, I would say that's absolutely uh, the three most important questions that Vision call them, calls them. I think they're very, very good place to start because uh, they will give you clarity uh, or some some uh, they will give you uh, get you closer to some you get clarity. your brain thinking right yeah and get your brain thinking so the only thing i would add just be curious i think curiosity mm. is your best friend in uh when you start uh embarking on this journey and just come from a place of curiosity with anything yeah. that you discover anything that you want to explore and non-judgment is also a big one so if you just remember those two with anything uh, yeah. that you're coming across, I think you, you're you going to be doing really well. And we already have the answers. All the answers that we need are already inside. Oh, within us, it's, yes. It's just, it's just unlocking that. And that's the frustration because we've got to take responsibility yeah. for our own journey, right? We're not, yes. we're not children. We've got to take that responsibility. And this is why we're calling this podcast The Journey because we, we've given you – We've given the overture to the opera that will be the next 10 yeah. series. And we also need to be vulnerable, but that's going to be our next episode. Yes, yes. So definitely. we can talk about this more next time we see each other. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be stepping yeah, into vulnerability. Oh, scary. Stepping into <laughs> vulnerability. So what I would My say favorite. is this is, this is the start of the journey. 
episode one. This is the start of the journey. And we'd love to invite you to come along on this journey with us. So if you're listening to this on your podcast, please subscribe um, and please share this with others. Be service of with of others and, and bring other people on this journey. We've got a minibus. So not a minibus, we've got a coach. And we can make it bigger. So come on this as journey. Many, as many as needed. They as can, many they as can... needed because yeah. the power of, of everybody going on the journey Better together ones, yes. is going to be better. So if you're watching on um, YouTube, click and subscribe. We'd love your comments. So uh, please do that. You can also follow us on Instagram. We're both on Instagram more than anywhere else. We're all over the place. Um, so I'm at Marcus A. Matthews on Instagram. You're at Thrive with Mags, right? Thrive with Mags, yes. It says there. For those of you who are watching this on a podcast, you won't see it, but it actually says it on, on Maggie's thing. Yeah. So Mags, amazing. I really, really enjoyed this first episode. I hope everybody else did. And it's given them a bit of an appetizer into what we're, we're going to be doing. So, about to uncover later uncover. Down the line. yeah so join right, us, yeah, us on the journey and we'll see you next time thank you very much for tuning in to the talking minds podcast